Hey everybody, welcome back to Bamcast Extra, episode 99. Yeah. One away from the finale. No. No. No, this this is not that. Uh, I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And we are uh, in the final final trimester of Michael Bay watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming to the end here, but uh, we, we got good ones to finish it off, I think. I would say that, you know, with this journey, we've had some pain mm-hmm. and perhaps a little gain. Would you? I might. Would you say that? I only would because we watched 2013's <laughs> Pain and Gain. We did, yeah. We totally watched uh, Pain and Gain. Um, this is a Michael Bay movie, unlike any other Michael Bay movie, in that it's just a kind of a low-key, wacky crime thing. Yeah. It's one of those kind of like little, here's a case, here's a, here's a crazy crime that happened. You won't believe this actually happened. It's like if Michael Bay made an Elmore Leonard movie, Mm -hmm. kind of, sort of. Yeah. But with very much Michael Bay-esque, Bay-esque kind of characters and situations. Yeah. Um... He can't help but to throw in some of his uh, his trickery. Uh, although, for the most... I mean, just like... It's one of those movies that doesn't have an opening credit. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think some people could be surprised that this was a Michael Bay film if they watch it start to finish not knowing that. And then when they see a Michael Bay film come up at the end. Oh, I don't... I don't know. I mean... I, there are... I mean... Uh, Unless you're Michael Bay experts like we are. Uh, sure. As soon as you see the whooshy camera thing going through walls and shit, you're like, ah, there it is. Or, yeah. you know. If you're in a, a fish of Bano <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know how to talk about this movie, really. it's I mean, we talk about the general overview of sure. it, which is just basically there, there are bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. And one of them, the main one, Mark Wahlberg, is just like. We should we should have more things. Look at us. We're fucking genetic supermen. Yeah. We should be rich. So how do we get rich? Let's let's steal rich people's money. Marky Mark finds an easy mark <laughs> and they they take him down. Yeah. So uh Tony Shaloub is this kind of just generic rich guy who has, you know, things. He has a restaurant and he has stocks and he has he just he's one of those guys that has money. Mm-hmm. And he's a client at this well, I mean, the movie starts and Marky Mark is like narrating and, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Bay whooshing all over the timeline of he did some crimes. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to uh, swindle some people. Yeah, uh, he did some caught. like, I'm an investor and I can triple your money, old yeah. people. And apparently that was fraud. Right. <laughs> and then so like, I guess he I guess he went to prison or yeah, because yeah, they, he tried to talk his way out. He mm-hmm. tried to, you know, American speech like. America's about second chances. <laughs> and, and I know I said I'm guilty, but what about my second chance? Yeah. A Marky Mark. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so he's uh, gets a job as a, as a personal trainer at mm-hmm. Rob Corddry's uh, old people gym. Yeah. And he's basically like, what you need is some young blood. Like, look at these people. They're about to drop dead. I'll, I'll turn this into a bodybuilder mecca mm-hmm. in one month. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it just it turns into the place where all the ripped people yeah. hang out. Everyone's fucking jacked yeah. and hanging out at this... What appears to be a like a roadside hotel that they've just kind of revamped. Sort of, yeah. It's just like one of those wraparound hotels with a big pool in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. they just cleaned it up real good, and it's like, gym now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he's there. Uh, Anthony Mackie is there mm-hmm. um, just as a client, you know, that Mark, Marky Park's been working with. Guy. And then, like, you know, he starts scheming this plan of, like, you know, fuck this 
rich asshole Tony Shalhoub. Yep. And we're going to take a shit, but they need a third person. And The Rock applies to be a, get a job there. And he's he's been through some shit, too. He's been to, in the prison. Yeah. and uh, But now he's found Jesus and he's mm-hmm. sober. And this movie does plenty to l- remind you of that. <laughs> Man. So... Yeah, like the, the it's weird. The Rock is not a central character in this. He's kind of a background character, but he's just chiming in at every opportune moment. He's a background character who's upstaging yeah, all the time. Every time. I mean, I mean, and you get it because it's The Rock, but I mean, it's like it, it's kind of an inter- interesting role because he's not a good guy. Well, he's he's <laughs> he's they're all idiots, but he's arguably yeah. arguably the biggest idiot. Because, I mean, he's just like... It, I think the case could be made for any of them at any moment. <laughs> no, I mean, like, he's... I mean, Marky Mark at least thinks he's smart, and he's, you know... Well, that's... Okay, so Marky Mark is an idiot who thinks he's a genius. Right. The other two buy into his genius, even though they're kind of like, this doesn't make sense, but he's so fucking smart. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, Rock is, like, super naive, too. Like, he's like, okay, yeah. I'll do this, but as long as nobody gets hurt. And, right. you know, it's just everything is like, well, as long as this doesn't happen, then he starts doing it. And it's like, well, as long as this other thing doesn't happen, and then he does that too. And, yeah. you know, so it's just like, he's arguably the, the dumbest, most naive one of the bunch. Yes. He's also on cocaine. Later, eventually. <laughs> like, he, you like know, once the crime is done, he's he's the weak link who yeah. spends all the money on drugs. The, the pure-hearted rock, rock in the beginning is like, you know, because they, they kidnap him, and they're just basically like, we're going to hold you, you know, kid, you know, we're going to kidnap you and hold you hostage until you start signing over everything over mm-hmm. legally, yeah. sort of, <laughs> right? you know, so like <laughs> signs over his house, signs over his racing greyhound, his boat, his business, he, he owns a Schlotzky's deli down by the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's like his pride and joy. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I like your sandwiches. I like your Schlotzky's. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like that, like, his, his racing greyhound is actually like named like something Reuben, you know, like a yeah. sandwich. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's all about the sandwiches for sure. him. Um, but yeah, so, but they hold him for like 30 days. Like, it's not like a quick kidnapping. Oh, it's no. just like, it goes on a while. Like, <laughs> in, in, like they're making him record voice messages to explain why he's gone and tell his, his wife and kids to get out of town or fires get out of the country. Secretary yeah. And... Fires his maid, everything. Yeah. And so everyone's just like, well, whatever. And then eventually through all the fuckery, they, they get him to sign everything over, but then it's like, it's not notarized. So they, that becomes another stumbling block and they, they rob they rope uh, Rob Cordry into it because he's the gem owner plus a notary. Yeah. And he's like, I can't do it. This is, you know, like standard notary bullshit. Like I, you know, I'm a piece of shit, but somehow I'm a notary and I'm still going to protest this. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a, sw- I'm a sworn, a sworn officer of the yeah, court. He acts yeah. like, you know, just the being a notary is the most noble of professions. And, and, and then eventually he talks him into it because like, you know, he lost the sponsorship for whatever bodybuilding contest he was going to have. And he's like, what about a Schlotzky's if they sponsored you? He's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm crim- totally in. I'm Let's a, do I'm some a, crimes. I'm a criminal now. So, <laughs> yeah. so they, they basically like, they, you know, they extort all of his stuff, sign it over to them and then just like take over his life. Like Marky Mark moves into his house. Yeah. The rest of them get cuts of the money. Brock ends up like, there's this russian stripper lady that's mm-hmm. like the of all the side characters she's one of the more prominent side characters until they just do away with her for most of the rest of the movie but like she's there and like kind of in on it kind of but is also like believes that he's a cia agent and all this dumb shit she's in on it but is so unbelievably stupid that right. she thinks this is all a cia cia op because marky mark convinces her 
He's like, well, I, I had to do things in the CIA. I once I slept in a tree for a week in Hong Kong or something. <laughs> just that's what he says to convince her that he's a CIA operative. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm totally yeah. on in on this. And Marky Mark gives her to the Rock, and is just like, you have to work with him now. Mm-hmm. And the Rock's all about that. And she's just basically with the Rock for the rest of the movie, right. shopping, spending all the money right. that he's not spending on co- on the cocaine. Right. So the Marky Mark's just flying solo, like he's taking over his house, and it's just like all I ever wanted was like to live in a big house and have a riding lawnmower and take care of my yard and stuff. And yeah, you know, and, he, and he's all like organizing neighborhood watch shit and everything. Well, in the beginning, like he's he's hanging out in Sears, riding the riding lawnmower on the the demo area, and the guys like talking to him, and he's just. <laughs> The guy's like, whatever, dude. Marky Mark's like, you work at fucking Sears. That's why you work at Sears. You don't believe. Shut up. Because the other thing is, like, Marky Mark is also, like, parroting back all of this bullshit from a self-help guru guy that's Kim Young, mm-hmm. um, who's like, yeah, I left my wife and kids, and now I got a supermodel for every day of the week, and, you know, you got to be a doer, Donna Doter. Yep. And, you know, that... He's totally on board with this. Like, you know, low-rent Tony Robbins asshole, yep. basically. And so, like, yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah, John, Johnny Wu, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he's like every every time somebody says something, some generic thing, he's like, that's a Johnny Wu line. Or yeah. <laughs> and he says one to The Rock at one point, and The Rock's like, no, that's from AA, that's dude. A, that, it, it, it's, it's like the oldest thing ever. Yeah. Um but, but, like, to point out how dumb Marky Mark's character is, is, like, so, like, once he gets the house and everything, and is like, he's got this, his triumphant moment where he's getting to cut the grass on his riding lawnmower, uh-huh. the neighbor comes by and is just like, hey, so, you're a new neighbor, huh? That's cool. And he's like, yeah. And they talk about the dude, Tony Shalhoub, yeah, for a happened, while. Yeah, what happened to Kershaw, Tony Shalhoub? Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, he's like, oh, well, by the way, I'm Tom. And he goes, Tom Lawn. <laughs> just... <laughs> His fucking genius brain is just like, man, I got to come up with a fake last name quick. Uh, Lawn. <laughs> Lamp. I love Lamp. But, oh, and uh, Anthony Mackie's basically like, because he's like, he's, you know, let's be honest, Anthony Mackie's not a huge dude no. compared to the other two, really. I mean, Marky Mark's not a tall guy, but like he, he does, like he is very fucking much. jacked, yeah. He, yeah, he always is like the jacked Marky Mark thing. But by comparison, Anthony Mackie's like playing catch up to these other two. So right. like, he's all about steroids and all this shit. And like, you know. And so, basically, his dick stops working, <laughs> and he has to go see... Well, first, he goes to see the doctor, who is... Um, Fucking Peter Stormare. Peter, Peter Stormare. Just, Don't go see Dr. Peter Stormare. <laughs> he's barely in the movie, but it's really yeah. just like, hey, Michael Bay things. But uh, his his nurse assistant is Rebel Wilson, yeah. and they've established previously that Anthony Mackie has a thing for, for plump women. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's just immediately like, yeah, you know, you're <laughs> you're talking openly about my broken dick, and, right. you know, like... Well, she's also like very yeah. much just like yeah. putting the moves on him. Well, he's so. just like he, she. He, she's like, yeah. <laughs> I like the line that she goes. <laughs> she goes. It took some balls to come in here. He's like more like raisin nets. She's like, yeah, but it's some chocolate covered raisin nets. <laughs> like, yeah, I got. I like that. It's like it's so. raining on the plains of Africa yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they end up together, yeah. and they buy a house with his share of the money. And, uh, yeah, all of it. And then he's like, I need more money because my dick's broke still. Right. <laughs> I spent all my money on a house. And The Rock's like, I spent all my money on cocaine. Yeah. And Marky Mark's like, what do you guys do? And no. What? No. <laughs> he actually says, what? No. At one yeah. point, the, the Rock says rock bottom. Everyone's like just spewing out catchphrases that, mm-hmm. that don't quite relate to what you think they do. But 
God, this is just one of those movies where it's just like every turn is just like, God, you guys are so fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, so Tony, like, like Tony Shalhoub after like, so they're, they've taken over his life and basically he's, you know, they, they try to murder him because, you know, like right off the bat, he identifies Marky Mark just because it's his fucking voice. He's trying to yeah. do like some he's doing like Scarface, Scarface or something. thing. Well, and, like, man, at the beginning, Marky Mark is like, my heroes are all self-made men like Rocky and Scarface and all those dudes in the Godfather. <laughs> 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 yep. So he's like, but very quickly he identifies him because he's got some stupid like vanilla cologne. Yeah, that, he knew, him, he knew him right away. Yeah, knew him right away. And so like you know, once they extort him, they're like, well, we got to kill him. He knows who we are. Knows you know? who we are. So they very unsuccessfully try to kill him in multiple ways. Like first, they're like <laughs> their first plan is like they 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 set him up in his BMW. They get him drunk because he is sober, just like the Rock. So that's why they bond over for a little while, and yeah. like they become friends. And you know, he almost Rock almost like messes it up from the get go. But they crash his BMW. But like somebody strapped him into the seatbelt, so he's fine. Yeah. And then they get out. They're like, or they they try to set the thing on fire, and he pops out. He's fine. Then they try to run him over, and he's like down in a crack, and it doesn't really kill him. It just fucks up his face. Mm-hmm. So he's lying in the hospital bed. The cops come in and they're like, "Yeah, this is a bunch of bullshit." Like, because they were also holding him hostage in uh, like a warehouse that had a bunch of sex toys. Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> they find a giant dildo and some like giant anal beads in the back of his car. It's like you were just in some weird shit. We don't believe you at all. So the cops leave and just like he's penniless and doesn't believe him at all. Mm-hmm. But he decides to pull up, pull out a phone book and call a PI, which puts him into in touch with Ed Harris, who's also in this movie. Yes. And Ed Harris is this grizzled ex-cop PI guy who at first doesn't believe him for the same reasons, just like, this is ridiculous and there's no way I believe you, but... And also, you're from Columbia? Yeah. All right, this is drug-related. Right. Get out. But, but but eventually he believes him and starts taking the case. So, like, this is where, you know, the heat starts coming on to them, whereas they're already planning their next whole heist, kidnap thing, whatever, scheme. It's basically forced upon them by The Rock, who has spent all his money on cocaine and right. has to pay a huge bill. And he's just like, it, well, what happens is, is like he has bumped into a guy at the nightclub who has swooped away his hooker agent girlfriend. <laughs> and he's like, man, fuck that guy. That's going to come up later in the movie. So he tries a scheme where he attempts to rob a armored car. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of does so successfully until he opens the bag and gets hit in the face with the die pack. And then immediately cops are on his ass and he like he's in like a bar, uh, beauty shop at one point. He like rips the, the, the hair dryer hood off one of the things. It's just beating people with it. Mm-hmm. He's he's very much rock on cocaine in a lot of this movie, just throwing people through walls and stuff. Yep. But eventually dives in the water and tries to escape that way. Gets his toe shot off in the water, which he, I believe he screams "motherfucker" to yes, <laughs> underwater. Yep. And then picks up his toe and keeps it, and then goes to see Marky Mark while he's giving his or having some party or some shit. It's, it's the wedding reception. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just kind of bumbles his way through and puts his bloody foot up on a table. Yeah, and <laughs> Marky was like, "What the fuck? I'm a respected man of the community now. I can't do this." I just, <laughs> I think the thing that's most notable about this movie is like the three stages of the rock. Yeah. Because like there's there's three distinct Dwayne Johnsons in this movie. Mm-hmm. There is like goody goody, almost like doing the be cool or not be cool, but the Southland Tales. Like yeah, yeah just like, like just putting like, his I, hands like, together like, and like nervous and yeah. you know like I'm very unsure of everything that I'm happening and um and then there's like all right, well it's business time, you know, like I'm gonna do this thing and then the late stage of the movie, he is just so burned out on cocaine and everything that he just 
is kind of oblivious and amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, there's just, there's, there's like, there's the, the, the clueless like guy in the beginning. There's like the, the down to business, like, you know, it's time to rob an armored car. Cause that seems like a good idea. And then just by the end, he's just like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, you know, just like, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. But God, when, when they're at the neighborhood watch thing and he's just off to the side and, he, and, and Marky Mark's just like, criminals are everywhere. And the rock is just like, he's so high on Coke. He's just like, bad guys are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't even sound like the same person. No. And then he goes behind like this, this curtain to, to get a prop or something. and just does some Coke. And he's like, yeah, that's the one <laughs> Like in earshot of everybody. Marky Mark's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But yes, yeah, so they they start this other plan of like let's go rob this uh, phone sex guy. I think it's a porno guy. Porno guy, yeah. yeah but like they say, they say he's like the porn sex king of Miami or something like that. The third richest person in Miami is how they describe him earlier. Yeah. But so they at first they're just like they kind of make friends with him and give him a shitty slideshow and they're like yeah we're gonna tap tap the Indian market you know dots not teepees or feather you know, whatever like they get this whole thing where like but then they show him a picture of Japanese people yeah. it's just- <laughs> <laughs> like that's later it's gonna be global and, and it's like you know there's like a billion people here that's two billion years like when we get in the phone sex industry there it's gonna be wild you know <laughs> uh-huh yeah their math is solid um but brilliant yeah so like <laughs> they at first like seem like they're just going to con this guy out of the money without having to do anything and, and of course this guy's not a complete idiot so he's like i you know i want to meet with the board and everything like you know you guys are kind of idiots but it, you know this is intriguing what you're saying you know regardless yeah and then marky mark gets all angry and basically well, because he keeps calling marky mark an amateur right and eventually marky mark flips out and starts punching him and the guy falls onto a, a a weight bench, mm-hmm. which then falls onto him and yeah. <laughs> destroys his face. I, I love that, like, you know, <clears throat> it is always a thing in movies where weights never have the little lock things on the end. Oh, e- yeah, ever. No, no. like, you weights know, are always falling yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, there's little things that everybody uses on the end of the bar- of the dumbbells. Because mm-hmm. if it tips one way or the other, the weights are coming off. Anyway, um, but yes, they, they murder this dude and then... Um, his, you know, wife is freaking out, so they shoot her with horse tranquilizer a couple times too many, and then she dies. Yep. And she had given him the the, <laughs> the combination for the safe. Or so they thought. So Marky Mark has it written down. They go to his house, and they open up this cabinet, and it's just like, there's a safe there. And Marky Mark's like, The Rock, you're a genius. This is the best plan ever. And he tries the combination. The combination doesn't work. He goes, The Rock, you're a fucking idiot. I can't <laughs> believe you did this to us. So they, they, he's like, what? But I, I love, like, they get, this is the part where The Rock is just, like, in full-on, like, I don't give a shit mode. Because, like, they go outside, and they call Anthony Mackie to get the woman on the line again, and she discovers he's dead. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Rock, he's like, all right, be ready to write the combination. And Rock's just like... Got a bandaged foot sitting on a lawn chair type thing with his feet up. and Guzzling pad, alcohol. Pad, pad of paper. He's just like, ready to write the numbers down, dude. <laughs> and then like, so, like he calls him and he's like, she's dead. I must have given her too much horse tranquilizer. And he's just like, motherfucker. Like throwing everything down and having a fit. He's like, ready for the combo now. Like, you get the combo? <laughs> ready to write it down. <laughs> so good. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yes, of course, this goes south and they don't get any money. And then they then they start this whole thing of like, well, we've <laughs> got to get rid of their bodies. So they go to Home Depot or whatever, buy a bunch of barrels and lie and they buy the and- most obvious weird disposing of bodies <laughs> <laughs> buggy of stuff I've ever seen. <laughs> But yeah, they buy an electric chainsaw, like a shitty electric chainsaw that fucks up. So they have to take it back. And it's got like you got it caught in the dead lady's hair. So like they return it. And it's like covered in blood and hair. And she's like, 
yeah, all right, whatever, yeah. just go get another chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So, and then they 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 chop the people's hands off and tell the rock to grill their fingerprints off. Anthony Mackie. So they are spraying these bodies down with Windex to get their fingerprints off of them. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Mackie says to Marky Bark, he says like, "What about their fingerprints?" And Marky Bark is just like, "You think he's gonna go? No, you fucking idiot!" But then he's like. Ah, you, how do we get their fingerprints off? Windex isn't going to work. So, yeah, so they, they cut off the hands and give them to the rock and just basically say, you need to grill these. <laughs> yeah. Grill off their fingerprints. And he's just like, what? No. So they, they, they go to return the chainsaw. This is where they have that whole thing. So they leave the rock alone. And he's just standing in front of the building with a with barbecue grill, grilling hands and waving at the ladies because it's Miami. There's hot ladies everywhere. Yep. And he's just like out there with the tongs like, hey, and they come up. They're like, the fuck are you doing? You're grilling well, hands outside. The absolute best part of this is that so there's been like swoopy uh, subtitle jokes on the mm-hmm. screen like when the rock is just freaking out on cocaine and they put up all the side effects of cocaine and stuff like that so they've been doing this throughout the film so as he's out there waving at someone grilling hands in plain sight it it freezes and then up on the screen says this is still a true story yeah at the beginning it had this is based on a true story and then yeah. about that point it's like no this is still yeah. based on a true story because you know people in the audience are like what this is fucking stupid <laughs> mm-hmm Oh God! But yes, it all comes to a head. They they throw the bodies in the barrels, take you know, take them out to the dump or whatever, and they're just like, I guess we're free and clear, go back to our lives. And of course, not at all, because the other thing was when they were breaking into their actual house in the safe, mm-hmm. um, Rock still had his toe in his pocket, and there's a little like because <laughs> he was telling Mark, he's like, do you think they can reattach my toe? And he's like, no, it's fucking gross. They're gonna do it. He's like. You can see the bone. He's like waving it at him. <laughs> but there's like some little purebred dog. He's like, that's probably worth like two thousand dollars. This little dog, and and the rock's so high on cocaine. He's like, here, doggy, doggy, and gives him his toe. Gives the dog its toe. So between between like all of the Ed Harris investigation, the house cleaner for the the maid comes to this place obviously and finds a dead toe in the dog's mouth, which mm-hmm. they didn't take the dog. Um, no. Like everything's basically coming to a head of like every fucked up thing is now you know coming back to them. Yeah, here's um, everything they fucked up. Right, <laughs> and so you know of course the rest of the movie is just basically like you know the cops coming to get them, which they catch. I mean the rock is just like he basically wrote a note. He's like this is too much. I'm out. I quit. You know, and yeah. so like he just went to. Pray off, prayed off at a church, I guess. And yeah. so they catch him there. Anthony Mackie's just at home, which I love that, like, you know, he had blood everywhere from all of this shit that happened. <laughs> and he just, like, grabs a box cutter and, like, is cutting out sections of his carpet. Even though it bled through underneath to the padding, mm-hmm. he's still just, like, 40 chunks of carpet are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Marky Mark is doing uh, curls on a billboard at the gym, which was the opening of the movie. Anyway, we kind of saw the the sort of the end, yeah. part of the end in the beginning, you yeah, kind of deal. But it goes it goes past that because you think they're going to catch him and they they don't. He gets away, mm-hmm. and so then they're trying to ask you know Tony Shalhoub like, well, where would he go? He's got your boat, you know, and he's like. Maybe he's going for my secret money in the Bahamas. And they're like, God damn, you, you wasted 20 minutes not telling us about that. He's like, what? You don't have secret money in the Bahamas? Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, this the, they catch him in the Bahamas trying to close the, the bank account, which he probably would have got away if he didn't get greedy and didn't go into the secret or uh, the safety deposit, deposit box. Yeah. And uh, just goes in there and is a bunch of crap. Like well, it's all his personal effects, yeah. like, you know. But, yeah, they, they chase him around a little while. Uh, Ed Harris shoots him. Because I like, like. The, the backstory, the implied backstory of Tony Shalhoub is kind of fascinating because, like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, 
my grandfather escaped Nazi Germany. We fled to Colombia. So he's like Colombian Jewish mm-hmm. guy in Miami who's like also really technically German, you know, like his yeah. family's really German. So it's just like, so he's got like all these like, you know, old pictures from, you know, probably, you know, assumably his family, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but yeah. But like, yeah, so yeah, he got stacks of money, but he's like, oh, I guess I should probably check the safety deposit box yeah. and Ed Harris catches up with him. But. Yeah, he shoots him in the leg and then he tries to escape through like a, a market. Yes. Yeah. And Tony Schlup runs him over and runs him through a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> Getting hit by a car. Uh, yeah. yeah, but and then it's like a little bit, you know, a Michael Bay fast forward version of a trial. Yeah. And know? Harris just narrating like this was really the longest and most ridiculous trial in the history of Dade County. Yeah. Uh, the Rock basically gets on. So like everything that happens, Marky Mark's like, that's OK. They don't have any evidence on us. It's fine. We're good. You know, and then The Rock gets up there and, and just completely sells them out. And he's like, OK, so it's his word against ours. So what? We're good. Yeah. Robert, Robert Wilson <laughs> takes a stand, too. She's like, yeah, I divorced him last night so I can now testify against him and yeah. blah, 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 all these things. <laughs> did and, all the shit. Yeah. Uh, and Ed Harris says, like, it only took the jury like 14 minutes to convict them. And they just got to the slow-mo shot of Anthony Mackey hearing the, the, <laughs> the decision just mouth dropping. Like, totally didn't think he was going to get convicted. But, yeah, the yeah. motherfuckers. Sentenced to death. Yep. The Rock got 15 years because he cooperated. He did. Um, I don't. I think the the Rob Cordry dude got 15 years too. At the end, it said he died in prison because yeah. I I think he was a lot older. The actual guy was a lot yeah. older than also know, a lot more involved than the movie claimed right. he was. Yeah. Um, in in a couple of interesting ways where you think like why didn't they put that in the movie? Right. Um, because apparently he was friends with the Ed Harris character. Mm-hmm. Like they went to school together, and so there was a weird confrontation with them. That's how, like. He had set up a bunch of business deals for Marky Mark's character, and they just left all this paperwork behind in his office. So Ed Harris was like, can I search your office? And I was like, yeah, sure, friend. And it was like all the evidence was right there of their illegal shit. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, you know, it ends with Marky Mark in prison just being like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm a doer. I, I tried it. I, I wanted to be like you. And I was for a while. I had a lawn. Mm-hmm. I was Tom Lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a crazy, wacky movie. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's dark. I mean, it is. Look, the subject matter is dark as shit. And none of these people are good people. No, like you're laughing because it's just like everything about this is so fucked up. And, you know, it's a movie. So you're putting a spin on it. That's like, oh, okay, But like the you don't like anyone in this. movie. No, no. I mean, you enjoy performances and you like The Rock and you like Marky Mark and stuff like that. But man. Fuck all these people. <laughs> Just sure. fuck right off. Yeah. I mean, this movie could be summed up as saying like it's Elmore Leonard's Florida Man directed by Michael Bay. Mm, yep. Because it's Elmore Leonard people are generally more cool. Like, yeah. I mean, the actual main, there will be a lot of like dumbass ancillary characters, but the main people are smart criminals, right. you know, like, and this is all just like, I don't even know how their scheme got as far as it did because they're portrayed as the biggest idiots. You know, like there's no reason any of this should have worked at all yep. you know kind of thing yep. um so yeah but it's just like you can't escape the michael bayness of the direction really you know I, I i think a lot of it is is kept in check i mean it's it's i mean there's somewhat yeah there's extreme slow-mo whenever like cops are involved or you know there's some violence that's done with slow-mo which is interesting um he he 
does his one trick of, okay, there's things happening in this room and things happening in this room, and I will follow it by going through a hole in the wall, like pushing a camera through a hole in the wall, and we'll just rotate around Mm -hmm. and keep getting those bits of the story. Um, It also has, like, every kind of, like, shitty abandoned business thing is also the coolest building you've ever been in. Right. Like, if you, you, you think, like, you're just going to break into this old warehouse and it's going to be like, oh, man, everything's shitty in there. But if you just light a million candles, like, everything's fucking rad. There's neon everywhere and just, mm-hmm. you know, it's... Well, even, like, I mean, you, they can't escape. I'm saying this movie is very patently Michael Bay. I mean, not in the boom, explosion Transformers way, mm-hmm. but, like, just the look. I mean, you oh, know, sure. it's still very much got the Michael Bay look. Oh, yeah, they go and to then, Michael Bay nightclub. Well, and- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, the, the, the strip club that they hang out in where, you know, the, the blonde works, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, okay, like, you know. Yeah, it's just, like this place. Like, I I mean, I'm not saying I've ever been to, like, high-end strip clubs, but, I mean, I have never been to a place. I've never been to a club that ever looked anything like this with, you nope. know, dry ice, you know, coming off the stage and everybody's slow-mo well, and sweaty and, it, it, you know... It, these places are always like there are 12 strippers all doing a simultaneous dance and uh-huh. it's just raining confetti and it's just it, no. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Not yeah. even on like pre Super Bowl night would any place for like, no. Right. <laughs> you can't do that. It's just it's not practical. Uh-huh. But Michael Bay strip clubs, man, it is just nonstop, nonstop, just party it doesn't plot wise it's not at all like a michael bay movie no no everything directing wise is a hundred percent of michael bay movie yeah why well, you can thank the script people for that because right. these are the guys who wrote the captain america marvel movies and uh mm-hmm. it, it's not his usual those star trek guys or you know the other people he's making transformers movies with these are two guys who are good yeah. at dialogue and snappy comebacks and stuff like that and you throw in people who are also good at being entertaining um early on when they're in the strip club and it's just the rock and Anthony Mackie and Anthony Mackie has been obsessed with like asking the rock what his diet is. And he, Oh yeah. Marky Mark is like interviewing them all about like what you're doing, <laughs> you know, in prison, what, you know, yeah. how you set, you know, like how's, how's life treating you hard to get a job and everything. Mackie's like, he's just like, Hey, how, how much protein are you do in a day? <laughs> like, how many carbs do you eat? Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> do your amino acids before or after you work out? Like, <laughs> well, he, so they're sitting in the strip club and Anthony Mackie busts out this thing of breast milk and he's explaining like, this is legal HGH, man. It's great. And I don't know why I said that Marky Mark voice, but uh, <laughs> The Rock is just murder staring at him the entire time that Anthony Mackie's talking to him, just staring at him, just like, you and I are going to be a problem. Man. <laughs> so it's it's weird. They're a, they're a team of dumbass criminals, but it seems like whenever they're together, all three of them are on completely different pages, mm-hmm. like in their own little universe. And that just makes the just the back and forth. Just it, it just cuts to each person saying their own thing. And they're all in their own land of just like, man, I don't know. I've got my own problems. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pain and gain. Mm hmm. I, you know, I mean. As far as films go, this might be Michael Bay's best film. Like, I think I think things like Armageddon are more entertaining mm-hmm. because this movie, again, it's the Michael Bay. It has to be over two hours thing. There's I, I can't I can't pinpoint what needs to be cut from this, but it needs to be shorter. There are a couple of lulls on this where you're like, is this I don't. This seems necessary, but it doesn't seem necessary. I mean, I feel like, yeah, no, I mean, as much as I like the scenes, there is no reason for him to do the neighborhood watch and like ingratiating yeah. himself with the 
neighborhood that much. Yeah, those are just there to be jokey. Like right. they don't they don't propel the plot. Yeah, I mean all. it could just be like you know you can establish because he's got that and then he's got this whole thing where like. He's adopted like there's several neighborhood kids because like he's got a uh, he's got a basketball hoop up in the, kind of in the driveway and he's like yeah whatever your kids want to come over you know shoot some hoops whatever and like and he's like so we did and then like it's just it's Marky Mark full grown ass you know bulked like you've ever seen a Marky Mark just dunking on these like twelve year old boys yeah and just like yelling at him like come on you're fucking pussy like yeah. you know you want to win you got to be a doer and then <laughs> and then later it's like he's got coaching sessions of like he's just like yeah like so you know you got to work on your pecs because that's what their ladies respect and you want you want ladies right and then the rock brings over the supermodel mm-hmm. stripper lady and you know it's just like, like see that yeah. i gave it away i didn't yeah. even want it i can get whatever i want <laughs> marky mark and the kids are just like Whoa. it's like also like in amazement but also just like there's something wrong with this guy <laughs> but also he's cool yeah so yeah it um so yeah there are things in this movie that could go plot wise but it's like they they're still entertaining so yeah, i don't mind it, it yeah so it's it's weird it feels overlong but i just there i can't point to what i would cut out of this it's it's hard to explain um but yeah i think this might as as far as like films go this is like i wish michael bay did more of this oh absolutely i mean i you know and I have a feeling it's more of the script than Michael Bay. I think sure. Michael Bay is adding his visual flair to it, but like the script is what's getting it done mm-hmm. and the performance of all very talented people in it and no fucking giant robots <laughs> getting in the way of, of dialogue or, you know, stepping it, on things. There's not even like, I mean, the strangest thing, I mean, you could argue, I mean, I think some people really don't like Rebel Wilson, you know, in her shtick, mm-hmm. you know, because it is kind of the general same thing in every movie. Yeah. But... There is nobody in this entire movie that is doing like the ah uh, that one you know that perform. There's like there's not shy as parents in the Transformers yes. movies. There's, there's nobody who shows up and you're like oh no yeah, more of this oh, please just stop eating this scene yeah. up. Uh, like there's there's none of that. I mean even comparatively speaking, Rebel Wilson is like downplayed. I mean she's not she's barely in the movie too. Right. That you know so but even as far as I've seen her do things like it's even downplayed. Yeah, she's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm just saying there, there's not really any any one thing in this movie. I would say like yeah, that's it's pretty close to as perfect a Michael Bay movies. I think you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean, I think there are more fun ones. Like I, I prefer the Bad Boys mm-hmm. movies and mm-hmm. whatnot. But yeah, um, so it it feels strange to to rate this on our scale. I just I have to give it five jocks because it is it's so goddamn entertaining. Um but not in ways that we usually point to on our scale and say like, oh, it has this, it has, you know, I mean, there's some stunts in it and there, it just, it just does everything right. It, it's super dark. And I know that can turn some people off. I know some people can just look at this and go, no, these people are terrible. I can't watch a a wacky comedy about them, but it's not portraying them, any of them in any good light whatsoever. I mean, even the victims are shitty Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying they deserve what they got. Absolutely not. I'm just saying like, there's nobody in this where you're just like, I mean, Ed Harris is the closest to being pure in this movie, and that might be why they stripped out some of his backstory, because it kind of made him sort of more gray than the rest of them. But right. Yeah, no, I just I, I, I have to agree. I mean, I, I'm going to give it five jocks. I think I think if I were rating it on a true movie scale, it would probably only be like four stars. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know why. I mean, I can't. Maybe it's just the ickiness of the plot. You know, like making it be like hard to say I would give it, you know, a perfect rating. Right. But there's so much good in this movie. Like even even just little side characters just doing so many little good things that it's it's strange because usually 
usually people who have like less than two minutes of screen time in a Michael Bay movie are like it's some comedian from five, ten years ago that's just like, you know, like, I mean, it's just yeah. like some little cameo, like, there's nothing to them, and they're usually yelling or doing something like, I've got to make the most of my time in this few minutes I'm in the movie thing. Yeah. But, like, Ed Harris's wife, who's barely in this movie, has one scene that's so good, because she's just, like, Ed Harris seems to be this grizzled, you know, Miami detective guy. Like, he's 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 probably dealt with a lot of dark shit, and they just... Just looking at Ed Harris, you can just kind of, you know, suppose that about him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to say, like, I did this, this, and this. Right. But he's just got this wife who's probably 20 years younger than him, who's just bubbly and smiley and, you know, like cutting bonsai trees all day. And there's one point where he gets home and she's got a phone message from oh, from Tony Shalhoub or something like that. Oh, and, yeah. it's, and it's just like, you pussy ass motherfucker, why didn't you do this? And she's just reading it like verbatim and then like just kind of finishes it and like looks up at him and just smiles this most genuine smile. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it is today. so fucking good. Yeah, like, that is such a good little read, line read thing. Yep. And there's so many things like that that it's so weird because it's it's easy to say this is the most you know the 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 best made michael bay film you know in terms of like everything being solid but it in some ways feels like the most anti michael bay because you know like i said there is like there is not that one line read or performance or cameo or whatever which is like ugh yeah there, there is better. no that person is out of control and is wrecking this please make them stop right. It just, everything gels the way it should. It, yeah. it, it is, like, truly an ensemble. And again, it's just so weird for The Rock to not be front and center in a movie, especially a movie like this. Mm -hmm. And he's not, and that's great, because what he's given to do in the background is so much better than if, like, the roles were reversed and he was Marky Mark and, you right. know, vice versa or whatever. He's just, God, he's so good. Mm -hmm. He's so good in this. And, and, and it, it makes me angry because that this movie is rated as as low as it is on IMDb. Mm -hmm. It makes me angry that like this is the one Michael Bay movie a lot of people haven't seen. Um, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get. It. I, I think I, I think I'd be. I'm sort of giving a lot of the same arguments when I first saw it. Just like, guys, you really need to see this movie. Like, yeah, you know, you might hate Michael Bay, but you should see this movie because it's it is Michael Bay, and yet it's not Michael Bay. All all in one. I mean, I haven't seen 13 hours, but, you know, I don't think that's going to be <laughs> some Michael Bay thing that's going to be amazing or whatever. You know, like, I mean, I just, I don't, you know, the completionist in me feels weird, like deeming this the best of somebody's whatever. Right. Without having seen everything that they've done. But I'm pretty safe in saying this. That's not going to be. We are uh, as close to experts as you will get. Right. Considering our work of the past few weeks. <laughs> True. I mean, like I said, I, uh, there's only one, no, two Michael Bay movies I've not seen. You know, The Last Transformers and The and the 13 Hours. Like, right. Like, I've seen everything else at least once. Mm -hmm. I just remember Pearl Harbor being four hours long and not good. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, I this is a, maybe going to be a really short episode, but I don't, I don't have much to say except positive things for this movie. Well, use the time we are gifting you to go watch Pain and Gain. Yeah. So, um, that's, what, that's yeah. What I mean, should. like, I, I'd actually, I'd love to hear, I'd actually, I, I, this is, this is a thing I'd like to hear what people don't like about this movie. Yeah. Because I mean, honestly, like, I mean, it, I, a valid criticism, not just like it's Michael Bay, fuck Michael Bay. Like that's not valid. Yeah, like, work. you know, 
but you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's because this. I mean, you know, aside from some stuff and an overall kind of Michael Bay sheen on it, it's not a Michael Bay movie. He's yeah. never made a movie like this before. Right. And like I said, it's written by the 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 duo who wrote the the Captain America movies. So. You know, because I mean, a lot of people are like, man, fuck those Transformers movies. Those guys who write Star Trek fucking suck. You know, and it's like, okay, I get it. You've got some sort of beef. But, you know, your your beef here is not valid. Right. So, and and I could get the, you know, not Anthony Mackie, but R. Mackie. Um, you know, he, he kind of is sensitive to shitty people being shitty and just won't watch that. So. I think you like this movie. I think you saw this movie. Okay. I liked it. I seem to but, remember him being one of the, I, we may have actually went to see it together. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I know he is overly sensitive to oh, sure. terrible people being terrible. I'm not going to watch that. So maybe that's what some, I don't know. I would have to go read some reviews and just, just see why people aren't just, you know, in love with this movie, which they should be like we are. I mean, there's some people that's, that's not the kind of movie they like. I mean, yeah. some people don't like crime movies where that's... you don't have a hero per se, you know, like. Just the law is the hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with watching something about a story about an anti-hero, like watching something pretty much completely from the villain's point of view. You sure. know, like there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, you know, none of the people in Boogie Nights are great people. No. I mean, you know, I mean, they are good and bad within the parameters of, you know, like, you know, when Burt Reynolds turns on the dude who's been arrested for child molestation, you're like, okay, well, yeah, but also Burt Reynolds is kind of a piece of shit. So... Shades of Grey within whatever story you're you're you've got, but I, I guess I can see how some people would just be turned off by the subject matter. But sure. I don't know. I think yeah. I just I think I think I, I would have a hard time listening to an argument of someone saying it's just not a well made movie. Oh yeah, like, yeah fuck off with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that at all. This like movie said, just does so much. Like I said, you can. I, I feel like your only argument is that like I just don't. I don't. I don't want to watch that kind of behavior i don't want to watch these kind of people you know like okay i will allow that that's sure. that's personal but like that's like i mean if, if if someone made a citizen kane of cannibal holocaust movies you know like you know what i'm saying like yeah i i could i could probably go like yeah i don't really want to watch that but if i did i could still probably go like well that's a well-made movie mm-hmm. uh, but i can't think of a subject i least want to watch you know less want to watch a movie about really yeah you know as far as genre genres of movies yeah but yeah, so, pain and gain. Done. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, gotta, next week. Got to go get our reps in. Yeah, we do. We, yeah. we should probably do some reps. Yeah, got to get a, <laughs> do, a, do a set. Get swole. Uh, next week is episode 100. And I think we're going to do something very special for episode 100. Are we? I have a special surprise. Uh-oh. We're going to take we're gonna take a little break from Michael Bay Watch uh, to celebrate 100 episodes. No. And watch something... Michael Bay adjacent, oh. something that may have come up in conversation hmm. during this journey. Interesting. But uh, not at all Michael Bay related. <laughs> I don't know why this has put me in permanent, you know, car talk mode. I don't know. I don't, yeah. yeah just... Car talk, uh, you have the wrong idea of what car talk uh, is. Not car talk. Car talk uh, is shouty. <laughs> not car talk. Uh, it just NPR bullshit. Just, just NPR. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I have a surprise film. Okay. That I think will be a fun surprise to, <laughs> to foist upon you. Wow. I, uh, and, and, I, I look forward to being surprised. <laughs> and when we get there, I think you'll understand why. Okay. So uh, next week, celebrate 100 episodes with us by joining us for the discussion of the mystery movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll finish up Michael Bay. Watch yeah. after that. So That sounds like some wild fun. <laughs> can't, can't wait. Okay. Snap out of it. <laughs>
<laughs> At least for the outro, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bavcast Extra out. <laughs> <laughs>